family, and welcome back to Normal with Autism. I'm Tara. I'm Sarah. And we are walking with faith on this side of the spectrum. Um, so yay! Yay! Hey, we're here for another episode, and um, we have, first let me say, we are almost now, we celebrated 500 downloads. Yeah. We are almost now at 700 downloads. <gasps> What? So that, uh oh, you heard another woohoo. Hold on, we're gonna. We're, we, you need to hold your woos, please. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think we're gonna make it. This just might be forty minutes or like forty-five minutes of laughter. Yeah. Well, um, here's the thing. I ask you at the end of every episode, Tara, can we edit that out? Yes. And you say this is not an edited podcast, no, and then no I say, edits. Oh no, there are no edits in podcasting, at least not in this one. So. Um, all right, hold on. We're going to get to who our special guest is, but we do have almost 700 downloads. That's so exciting. I'm excited. And I think when we get to a thousand, we should do some kind of... Ooh, like a giveaway or something? Ooh. Yeah. So we'll help us get to a thousand. And tell us what you want. And tell us what you want. We did get a lot of good responses from our Columbus Autism Parents Group. They're the best. So we've got that, and just, or did you just ask that in general? No, you put it out to the autism group, right? I did it both. Okay, and we got responses for both? Yeah, Okay. people had a lot of good things to say. So we're, we're going to get to that, but um, I think we should have a giveaway when we get to 1,000 downloads. I think that sounds good. So help us do that, and how you're going to do that is you're going to go to iTunes, and you're going to rate, review, and subscribe. You're going to tell your friends all about it. And then you're going to check us out at our Instagram at normal with autism and tell people about us. Yep. That's how we get in front of more eyeballs. So go tell people, rate, review, and subscribe. Okay. Um, by the way, we have a special guest. We do? In our, in our recording studio. Our recording table. I.e. my kitchen table. In our, in my, in beautiful Canal Winchester, Ohio. Hopefully we sound okay. Craig, our sound engineer, he's is out for the day. He's MIA, and we are talking from one microphone, and he'll probably be really annoyed that it's only one microphone. I don't even have my textbooks to prop it up, so I got my dragon breath <laughs> happening. That's right, because you said you sounded like an angsty dragon. I did. That's all I can hear is my okay. breathing. All right, so let's introduce our special guest. Her name is Jen. Welcome, Jen. Yay! Am I allowed to talk now? You I'm are. Okay, yay! I'm so talk. excited. I'm we're, so excited. We're happy to have you here. Yeah, this, thanks for coming. Yeah. This is kind of a new thing for us because um, the last, well, the first special guest, it was just me and the special guest. Yeah, I wasn't here. So having three of us is kind of a new, a new thing. Yeah. So we're excited. I'm Jen, excited. thank you for coming on. Tara, thank you. Sarah, thank you. Yeah. I'm so excited. I've been bugging you guys to be on your podcast. I just want to be on your podcast. So we love it. I'm excited. We're happy to have you. Yeah. Would you take a minute and kind of introduce yourself Ooh, okay. to our, our listener family and let yeah. them know who you are? Yeah. So my name is Jen, and I've been practicing my podcast voice, so I hope I sound okay. You sound but very thank you. professional. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. Um, so I know... Tara and Sarah from church at Crossroads. Um, I am a wife and a mom. I've been married for almost five years to Jared, and I have two babies. Duncan is two. Arlene is one. 
and we do know how that happens. <laughs> and it was not really planned. There are special blessings that are 15 months apart. So, um, and we know each other. I actually knew your husbands before I knew you guys yeah. in the band. Oh, that's right. So both of your husbands play. And I sing, so that's how I kind of got connected with you guys. And then I feel like I kind of... Wait, hold on. Are you singing at Christmas? Ah, yes. Okay. (laughs) We should plug that real quick. Okay, Okay, you guys. (laughs) So, like, have you ever heard, like, oh, she sings like an angel? No. Angels wish they could sing like Jen. Oh, stop it. No, she's so great. (laughs) She's so good. She makes me feel Jesus in my soul. And she's going to be singing at our Christmas at Crossroads things yep (laughs) (laughs) i think they call them experiences Experiences. yep the 20 they sure do first 22nd 23rd do you know what days you're supposed to be there i do because i just pulled on my calendar (laughs) (laughs) yep i don't know that they're in my phone right at the right time so i'm not going to say time so yeah it's good that you know when friday saturday and two on sunday for lifeopolis yeah yeah so if you come and um hang out with us you'll get to hear jen sing and it will be worth it i promise Promise. Totally worth it. No. Whole... Don't let anyone down, Jen. Oh my gosh. No oh my goodness. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. I'm fine. Okay. I don't even sing that much. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she but sings, she okay. Sings Whatever Jen can't do, Pastor Trey can pick up the slack. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. Yeah. And Savannah. Savannah it'll still be it. good. Yeah. It'll it'll be all good. It will be. Jen, you kind of. I was gonna say you you are in the worship band at church. Yep. You're a karaoke professional. Yes, professional. Wait, 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 wait. For I didn't know that. Sure. No, <laughs> karaoke used to be my slam, like before kids. And yeah, just pretty much before kids. And I had kids and I don't do it anymore. But I mean, I used to be, I could tell you seven days a week somewhere you could go do karaoke. Are you serious? I would go. Oh, I have yeah. never done karaoke before. I've never like competed or anything. But if you want to go, like, I love it. It's so much fun. Yes. It is so much fun. There are people, huh. like, the last, that I was blessed enough to have an experience oh of Jen singing at karaoke oh. in a bar. Oh. <laughs> and I, the whole, like, the oh. whole bar, like, you just saw people turn. Yeah. As she oh, my gosh. Because she's basically the sun. <laughs> right. Maybe when we get to a thousand downloads... We'll give away a karaoke night <laughs> with Jen. With Jen. Jen. This is not how I thought this podcast was going to go, but I'll take it, I guess. <laughs> you, yeah. You oh, never know. Yeah. Okay, that's an idea. <clears throat> well, and, okay, so worship band. Yeah. Karaoke. Mm-hmm. Roller derby. Yes. Queen. Yeah. As yeah. well. And former part-time Queen Elsa. Yes. Yes. And I forgot about that. Then I had kids and Elsa got real big. So <laughs> we did not, we've not gone back to revisit Elsa. But Did you I, let it go? I did let it go. I let myself go. <laughs> I had somebody ask me once when I was pregnant with Duncan if I could do a party. I used to dress up as Elsa because I was skinny and had long blonde hair and I would sing Let It Go and I'm like a big kid at heart who loves cartoons mm-hmm. and Disney movies and somebody asked me once like can you come be Elsa and I'm like I'm like six months pregnant They're like it's fine I'm like oh no no no, no. <laughs> I don't want to explain to all the kids why is Elsa pregnant now like, oh, no no Hans's baby no that's we're not, not doing how that Disney works. no no so but I've heard that that being a Disney princess is kind of like being in the Marines like what <laughs> Where Simper did that five? come from? I don't know. Like once a Disney princess, always a Disney princess. Oh yeah, princess. for sure. I still have the dress. Do you and I have it? a wig because at one point in time I cut my hair. 
and oh. I could barely put it into a like the my braid. side braid. The braid. And then somebody asked me, I was kind of like, oh, I'm done, and I hadn't had any gigs, air quotes, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So I was, uh, I ended up buying a wig, and it's awful. It's the worst, tackiest <laughs> wig ever, but it's in my house, and my son wears it sometimes because he thinks it's fun. That's but awesome. I would love pictures of that. <laughs> okay. Can, yeah, but I still have the dress, too. My, my mother-in-law made my dress for me, and yeah. It's amazing. Someday, someday else will come back. She might make yeah, like a reappearance. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I could be Olaf. There you go. I'm, I'm kind of Olaf shaped. Or maybe so I'll be. I'll we like... can go in business together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Can I tell you the magic of Frozen <clears throat> in my house last night? Oh. Um, we watched uh-huh. we watched Toy Story. Uh-huh. So because um, Finn got a little Buzz Lightyear guy, mm. and then he started watching the movie because so good. of Buzz. But then Frozen was on after Toy Story, and Keith was laying on the couch. He was like, this is the best movie. Keith's in that? Yes. See, he used to hate it when I did sound check with Let It Go. He was was entranced. Mm -hmm. The Frozen magic. Mm, It's so great. I love that movie. And he laughed, and it was Olaf who made him laugh. Yeah. There you go. We went to Cleveland last night, or yesterday, and we listened to the Frozen soundtrack on the way home. And I apologize for any kind of um, interruption there that we just had, if anybody heard that. Apparently, somebody texted me, and they want to get a hold of me, but... Well, if they didn't hear it, now you just sound really weird. I know. Well, <laughs> I'm busy with you guys, so we're <laughs> totally fine. All right, so Jen's here yeah. today because I think she's a fantastic example of an ally. And she was just like, oh, tears. Yeah, I'm so emotional. Glisten. Um, the, the glistening tear. But I believe that because she is curious and understands and she's here and she kind of wants to know more about what it's like for us as special needs families. And she's going to get to ask us questions today. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to let her. Yeah. She's gonna, we're going to turn the tables. I'm, and... I'm so excited. Yay. So Yeah, I kind of, I like. Like I said, I've like begged to be on your podcast, mm-hmm. and you didn't beg that no, hard. <laughs> I didn't have to beg that hard, no. but we I wanted like, okay. to. And then I thought, um, what am I going to talk about? I don't really have anything to talk about <laughs> on your podcast. I said, "Do you have questions?" Yeah, and then yeah. Two seconds later, it was like ten yeah. questions came yeah. through, and I'm like, "Wow, these are really good." Yeah. So I thought, like, I would come from the perspective of like I'm a mom with two kids who are very young. Mm-hmm. Two and one, and they are your neurotypical, your NT kids. So I kind of have a totally different perspective on parenting, mm-hmm. motherhood, and all that fun stuff. So from that perspective, I just wanted to ask you guys some questions. And we have questions written out, but I'm not going to lie. Maybe we'll go off script a little bit. We so might. We'll not see what us. happens. We would never do but, that. And these are open to either one of you, or you both can answer whatever you want to do. So okay. um, can I, I just, um, spoiler alert, uh, Tara got these questions and she sent them to me and I just never looked at them. Did I? So I'm just now getting them. Several, several, several. More than once. Listen, we'll I'm not a good person. Um, I looking at them now, so I'm gonna try really hard not to. You're in the yeah. present moment. That's what this is. You know exactly. what? You totally are fine. all about living real and moment. raw. Seize the day and not edited. No, 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 even edits. though I want to be. Yeah. No All right. All right, so Tara, you can answer this one first. Do you want me to answer? Yeah, that? I'll okay. answer. So your your right. first question here. So yeah. describe a time when someone handled a situation with your child completely wrong. Mm. 
One time. You just have to have just one, one time. time. Just one time. <laughs> um, well, the fortunate thing is, is that there, I mean, there aren't a lot. So that's, that's the fortunate thing. But um, I, because this was kind of a broad question, mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of narrow it down to the experiences that I've had with Finn as a non-speaking kid. So Finn has a speech device. He's not speaking. And I use it different. That's like a different terminology from nonverbal. Because he's verbal in the way that he can talk through his device. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just doesn't have, you know, he's not able to, to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I've experienced with that in terms of um, the di- difficulties with him not speaking is where I feel like people get it wrong. And that's when we've been to different medical appointments. Um, and he has had doctors and nurses. Like, I would think that doctors and nurses would get some other kind of training, mm-hmm. right? You know, because they go through a lot of school. And I would think they would get some kind of training in terms of, like, this is how you work with kiddos mm-hmm. with autism, or this is how you work with kiddos who don't speak more than the average person would, and that's just not the case mm-hmm. at all. Um, and I've had in appointments medical professionals who either either completely ignore him, not completely, but most of the per- appointment, um, talk to him like ang- English is not his first language, mm-hmm. you know, or like he's deaf. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've seen the movie 27 Dresses and the sisters in there talking to Pedro and she's like, hola, Pedro, <laughs> really loud. No. Like I've had that experiences with doctors do that to him. Um, and I, it just, it makes me more anxious because I'm like, I think him being non-speaking is making them anxious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the times that it, it goes right is when the the professional, whoever it is, nurse, doctor, will just talk to him like he is a regular kid mm-hmm. because he knows what you're saying mm-hmm. and he understands what you're saying. Um, he may not be able to respond, but he's... He comprehends. He gets it. Mm -hmm. So that's when we've had that experience. And it's distressing to me. Mm. It puts me on edge when they're nervous about interacting with them, I think. So, yeah. What about you? Um, So Owen is very verbal. And he is not always very nice. Um. He cusses. I don't know where you heard any of those words that he says, but he does cuss. And it's a behavior that we've been told to ignore. Um, It's an attention-seeking behavior. Uh, But it's kind of like his go-to when he's anxious is to get loud and angry. Um, So there's definitely been times we've been out in public and he's, you know, overwhelmed or I won't buy him a toy or, you know, whatever. He gets... He starts having a meltdown for some reason, and he will call me every kind of name you could think of. Punch me, kick me, try to run away. Um, You know, that's just, that's Owen. Uh And I'm used to it, and I forget sometimes, like, how not normal it is. Um, So we've definitely had people um, try to step in and, like, yell at him, Mm. which is not effective, Oh, wow. So instead of, um, you know, 
like don't like sit there and stare and like whisper behind mm-hmm. my back but you also don't need to like step in and try to like reprimand him either discipline yeah um <clears throat> so it hasn't happened for a while but there's definitely been times when you know people have walked up and like kind of you know shake their finger uh-huh. in his face and uh-huh. he he don't he don't do well with that no. yeah um, and it's, yeah, <laughs> that's the big one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So flipping the script, when was a time that somebody like maybe blew you away or took you by surprise, somebody that handled a situation really well mm-hmm. with your child? Well, I think it, it kind of, again, going back to the medical professional one, it's when they can talk to him like he's a typical kiddo. Mm-hmm. Um, our dermatologist has to do this recently because he had a, a birthmark on his back that was starting mm. to be misshaped and mm. they had to take it out. And that sent me over the edge um, because I can't explain it. Like I, I can talk to him about it, but I can't explain it to him like, and know that he gets it, yeah. you know, because yeah. he's non-speaking. And our dermatologist was just like, hey, buddy, this is what I'm going to do. You're going to be okay. It's just going to pinch a little bit. And that's how he would talk to my 15-year-old. Yeah. You know, that same kind of reassurance, that same kind of, um, you're going to be okay. But, and he did it, and it was like, he did it, and I knew that, he knew that Finn was comprehending. Mm -hmm. You know, that he was at least hearing him. Mm -hmm. And he was talking to him probably the same way he would have talked to any other kid that age Mm -hmm. in that room. And he was six at the time. Um, And that... Again, that because I'm already on edge because medical procedures suck with him. Mm-hmm. Again, because we can't explain it. So anytime that somebody treats him like that, where he's like, even though he's non-speaking, it's not like he has a third, you know, head or an eye grown out of him. We're gonna be fine. And so that makes it easier on everybody. Is yeah. when so if you're a medical professional and you're listening, <laughs> or you work in a medical setting, talk to a kid like they're typical. Mm-hmm. They'll get it or mm-hmm. find one of your colleagues who understands how to do that and learn from them because that makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. That makes a huge difference when they treat them like that. Definitely. What about you, Sarah? Um, I can remember one time in particular we were at the dentist's office, which is everyone's favorite place, mm-hmm. especially when you have sensory issues. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Um, and Owen was, we were in the waiting room and he was having a meltdown about something and I was trying my best to calm him down, not cause a scene and, um, using my, you know, positive parroting techniques, (laughs) it was not going well. And a lady just said, she was like, I can tell you're working really hard. You're really trying hard. You're trying to be patient. She's like, you're doing a great job. Just keep on doing what you're doing. And just that reassurance. You know, we doubt ourselves so much. Um, but just like that one, you know, interaction with that one person just reassured me so much. And it was just nice to hear, like, you're doing a good job. I don't hear it that often. So, yeah, you know, just words of encouragement. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> It's yeah. where it's at. It's awesome. So I'm going to go off script because, Tara, I have a very I have a specific Uh-oh. question for you. I was planned. And now... I know. For, so this okay, is, this is 
See, that's why I don't read the questions. <laughs> it's pointless. So this is like directed towards you with Finn yes. and his device. Yes. Somebody comes up, you've never met this person, and they get down and they're trying to talk to Finn. Mm. Or, you know, they're just being a, I don't know, a situation where they don't, and they've never encountered a child with a device that's nonverbal or non-speaking yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. How do you explain that to them in that situation? And do you encourage Finn to talk to this person? Mm-hmm. Do you encourage them to, how, how do you handle that situation? That, I, so I love that question because that's our everyday life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happens, you know, cause we go out to the grocery store, mm-hmm. wherever. And it, it was, it, so what was easier, believe it or not, it was easier when he was younger because I didn't have to, like, I could just be like, oh, he's tired or, you know, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. He, and they'd be like, oh, he looks, you know, kind of out of it. And I'm like, yeah, it's been a long day. And so him not talking when he was younger was way more mm-hmm. acceptable and way more understandable. And now he's seven mm-hmm. and he looks like he's seven. And so for him not talking now, it's kind of like, why isn't he talking? You know, and I can see that register across people's faces. So I kind of almost have to give like an elevator speech, you know, that whole like 10 seconds of mm-hmm. letting the person know who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like, oh, well, this is Finn. He doesn't talk, but he has this device and he can say hi to you. Mm-hmm. And I think most people are open to that. Mm-hmm. I think most people will take that extra minute or two for him to find his button to say who he is to introduce himself um and that's pretty much how i have to handle it now is you know just let them know oh he's non-speaking and usually if i say he's autistic then a little light bulb goes up on people's heads and they're like mm-hmm. oh okay i get it because yeah. they've at least there's enough awareness now where they've at least heard some kiddos who are autistic don't talk right and so they kind of, that, that registers, but I got to have that elevator, <clears throat> the elevator speech prepared to be like, yeah, he doesn't talk. Yeah. Yeah. So. But how cool that he's one. like independent enough now to where he can be like, yeah, I can say hi to you. I can tell you what I want. Yes. As you long know. as he's in the mood. He was not in the mood to talk to me today. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's no. like, I have my fish game. I do not want to see you. <laughs> right. Yeah. There are days. Well, and that's like everybody else, right? Yeah, totally. Where, well, that's like all of us with social anxiety. Yeah. We run away from people who are like, hi, who are you? <laughs> or like, don't talk to me. Yeah. That's why I never make eye contact with it, anyone. Exactly. So... Yes, you understand where I he's get, coming from. I get it, man. A lot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I aim to please. Thank you. And now I'm jumping around in questions, so you just oh, don't know what God. I'm going to ask you. I'm oh. ruining all of your plans. I feel so unprepared. So I feel really uncomfortable right now. Uh, it's oh. good. That's my, <laughs> my job. Okay. So, all right, so the language for oh. your autistic, your verbal, nonverbal, mm-hmm. high-functioning, low-functioning, all these fun things. Mm-hmm. Do you ever correct people if they're wrong? Or, ha- like, have you ever had somebody come up and say something completely, maybe that's false, and they're, and it's not necessarily what they said is wrong, but how they said it, or that's not what really that means. Mm-hmm. Do you correct people in, like, normal conversation, or do you more just kind of let it go and, like, okay, fine, I said the wrong term, but I'm going to let it go. I think Sarah yells at people. <laughs> you just assume that about everything um, what did you say <laughs> no. no um i guess it depends on the conversation and if they seem willing and open to learning mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, not everyone is, and that's fine. Um, but I try to, I get a lot of, oh, he's autistic, but he seems so normal. Or, oh, he must be really high functioning. Um, and I try to just explain, you know, kind of most of his issues are social and he has some sensory issues. So I try to just describe Owen rather than describe autism mm -hmm. because it's hard to describe like this Ooh, entire that's, spectrum. That's a good one. That describe awesome. Owen and not yeah. autism. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I feel like if you hang out with Owen long enough, like you, like you learn just from being around him. Well, and I think you bring up a good point is that autism is such a big pie. Yes. And mm -hmm. there's so many symptoms and so many different ways it can look. And I think what you get from all those different labels and all the different um, little um, things that we speak, you know, it's because that's how people are, they're slicing up their own piece of the pie, their mm -hmm. own piece of those symptoms or those criteria. So Sarah may say, Owen has autism. And I may say, Finn is autistic, mm -hmm. right? So Sarah might be coming from, well, Owen has autism, kind of like people have, I don't know, I've heard people describe it as like, they have this kind of medical condition or mm -hmm. they like have diabetes or something like that. And for some people that works, you know, that that's what they're comfortable with. And they're like, yeah, because I'm treating it like, you know, I've got to figure out like, how can I manage mm -hmm. the autism? Well, I use autistic because his autism is part of who he is. Like it's not all of who he is, but it's part of it. And yeah. it's such a big part and it plays such a big part that I don't want it to be seen as something that's like, like, we have to deal with this. Mm -hmm. This is just part of who he is. And I've taken my cue on that from maybe some of the adult autistics who are out there. Mm -hmm. Because I can't go to Finn and be like, what's it like for you today? Mm -hmm. And have him describe to me what's going on. I tend to rely on those adults with autism who are autistic to say, like, this is what I'm thinking and feeling about these labels. I'd prefer to use it this way. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, when someone comes and says, like, you know, he's nonverbal, I'm not going to correct them. I'm just going to use the terminology non-speaking. If they want to use that, that's fine. The only, like, I want people to come talk. I want people to be curious. So, yeah, if you say something that I'm like, well, we don't say it that way, I'll let you know. Mm -hmm. The only thing I get really... And I'm, we're going to start, like, a stop the label campaign. Mm -hmm. The only thing I get really up in arms about is high-functioning and low-functioning. Because those are the most detrimental labels to this community it, ever. When someone says high-functioning, they're basically saying, like, he's a more acceptable form of a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when someone says low-functioning, they're saying he's not an acceptable form of a person. Mm -hmm. And I, like, I just, it's like nails against a chalkboard yeah. for me on that one. And that's the only one that I really, like, if, now, if you use it, I'll talk with you about it. I'm not angry. Mm -hmm. But if you use it, I'm going to say, hey, this, you know, we need to change this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Talk about what skills they have or what skills they don't. Like you said, describe the kiddo. Yeah. Not what yeah. autism. Is that something that kind of has developed as autism 
as itself has been developed? Like, as they've researched it and figured out new things, has high-functioning, low-functioning come from the medical field? No. Or has that come from, okay. No. High-functioning and low-functioning are not medical terminology. Gotcha. You will not open up an ICD-10, which is where they get diagnostic codes from, and you'll not open up a DSM-5, which is where they get diagnostic codes from, and see high-functioning and low-functioning. It's something that developed... It's more mild, moderate, severe yes. in the DSM, right? <laughs> yeah. It's something that developed, I think, in parent groups, mm-hmm. like to say high-functioning and low-functioning. And that, that, as a parent, it does your kid a disservice. Stop using it. And as medical professionals, like if I hear other professionals using the terminology, I'm like, stop, because you're not telling me anything about the kid. Mm-hmm. You're basically giving me your, per, like, your perception of them as... Mm-hmm. Are they enough of a human being? Are they not enough of a human being? Yeah. And that's that's how right. passionately I feel about yeah. that. And you can be high fun, you know, quote unquote high functioning in one area and quote unquote low functioning in another. We've talked about this before, yeah. right? Yeah. You know. Like so. So for the example is <laughs> Finn doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. Is he high functioning or low functioning? Right. People would call him low functioning for that. Mm-hmm. Well, the kid can read, mm-hmm. so are we still high functioning or low functioning. Mm-hmm. Owen mm-hmm. is amazing and has behavior issues. Mm-hmm. So is he high functioning or low functioning? Right. Yeah. Well, some people would call him high functioning because he can talk, mm-hmm. right. but then they would say he was low functioning because he can't control himself sometimes yeah. in situations. Right. So what? What benchmark are you using? Yeah. What specific behavior are you looking at? Like, right. it's just not. I don't know. It's just not very district descriptive. I don't know what the word is. Yep. It's a disservice yeah. to our kiddos. So in general, yeah. come talk to us about the labels. Come we love to, to talk about our kids. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we love to educate. Yes. Come talk to us. We are experts. I will correct kind of. you on the high functioning and low functioning. I'm gonna, we're going to do a stop the label campaign. I like it. Do you like that? I do. I get... do. Because okay. I think it's just so normal these days. You know, it's just yeah. normal conversation for mm-hmm. people, especially that yeah. aren't involved in your lifestyle and right. your life. They don't, they don't see what you, you know, and so that's just kind of almost become this, oh, they're autistic. Oh, are they high functioning? Or, yeah. oh, are they verbal or nonverbal? Like right. the, those two kind of go hand in hand they do. as well. They and do. so it's just things that I think have just, like you've said, they've just morphed. And maybe at one point in time it was helpful for a person mm-hmm. and it just developed into this now totally. And it's a label and it's putting them in a box, mm-hmm. in a box that they don't necessarily need to be in. So, mm-hmm. But I really like your, your explanation early because it's kind of one of my questions. Like if we all like walked around with a sign mm-hmm. and that just said who we are, what would your kids say? And like you said, you don't explain to people that your kid – has autism, your kid is autistic, your kid is nonverbal, your kid, you know, you explain who your child is, you explain mm-hmm. to them who Owen is, who Finn is, you know, right. you tell them all those things. And that's awesome because that's all people need to know about. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like, but, okay. So moving on. So, okay, I'm going to give a little, I'll give a very tiny glimpse background into like the exposure to me and like my my special person that okay. has autism is autistic however you want to put it so years ago I was like misfit and active and was going to be a personal trainer and yes. through all this process I actually like worked at a gym and I had clients one of which was George who was 14 I think at the time 13 Aww. 14 when he started working mm-hmm. out with him and it's very common for kids um, with autism to have like very low muscle tone very mm-hmm. bad coordination bad balance all those fun things 
So that's what we really focused on with him. And so I worked with him for like three years. And to the point, like when the gym that I worked at closed, we would work out at my house. Like so that we could. And then I. so awesome. And then I had kids. We did it with Dunk. We did it um, until I had Arlene. So he would come over to my house and sometimes his mom, Julie, who I love her, um, would like watch Duncan and like take him for a walk because we would only work out in the summer because we would work out outside. But anyways, so George was my first like real encounter with somebody who had autism. And he, I mean, super smart kid, ridiculously smart kid, loved, loves movies. And like I could just, if I needed to like rope him in, if he was off on a tangent or really didn't want to work out, I could be like, uh, George, what movies are you going to see this summer? And he can name them off in order of when they oh, were going to come out, what, what they would rotate, you know, this, this week I'm going to get lemonade and next week I'm going to get orange crush. And he would like what refreshments he was going to get all those oh, fun things. So cool. That's cool. I so, kind of want to hang out with him. He's awesome. Yeah. George is awesome. I just saw his mom yesterday and I told her about this podcast and I was so pumped. Oh, but hey. I know, but so that's, that's like my only little bit of exposure to it. And then like, I know you guys from church and I know there's other people that I have that have kids with different diagnoses and diagnoses I don't know Mm -hmm. and disabilities and things like that but personally I feel like I'm a slacker like I am not a good ally I don't know no no I'm not saying I'm not saying that I'm just saying that and like I don't really know that I can connect and I'm a very young mom like compared Mm -hmm. to where you guys are uh, you know, Q is how old? Like, um, so I'm old. You're not old, but <laughs> we figured that out earlier Stop, before old. we started recording. <laughs> Q is 15. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, he's 15. And my yeah. kids are two and one, so I have like not Ooh. as much mom exposure, and I don't have. So the all of that being said, yes. What advice would you give to like somebody like me, or maybe even somebody who doesn't have kids who feel like, who maybe feels like not having kids keeps them from being an ally to you because they don't mm-hmm. even understand like oh, like yeah, yeah, how yeah. can we be a better support person for you or even for your kids? Like, mm-hmm. what can we do on this side? Mm-hmm. You know, on a young mom on this side of the spectrum, Ooh. on this side of the table, walking in faith on that side yes. of the spectrum. Like, what can we do to be a better ally for you? I think the fact that you even care and want to be an ally yes. is amazing. Yeah. Like, that's just, like, you don't even know how much that means to us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the thing is, we've talked about this before, being a special needs parent is really lonely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not everyone can relate to what you're going through. Um, so the biggest thing is just be a friend and be there when they need to talk or if they are too exhausted to talk understand that too mm-hmm. um me and my best friend we might go a month without texting or hanging out and it's not because we don't want to it's that sometimes i don't have the energy right or you know she's a young mom too um but then we pick right back up where we were so um you know it's hard to be a special needs mom and a friend Mm -hmm. at the same time some you know one or the other has to go sometimes so um just be understanding of that and Mm -hmm. just love our kids and that's the main thing for me i think what you said about just the fact that you care that you want to know what it's like in our world that's i think that's the biggest thing Mm -hmm. um 
and I think, you know, when you, when Sarah talks about like our time, so our, our resources are so limited because so much of our resources goes into our kids. Yeah. Right. Our tanks are empty. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we have to very carefully kind of pick and choose like who, who do we spend time with? What are we spending time on? And I think it's just one of those things where um, being an ally looks like you understanding, listening, having empathy, helping. Mm -hmm. So if you can listen, if you can empathize, and you can help, those are the three things that we crave the most. Mm -hmm. And listening is just... Being able to hear us when we're at our best, when we're at our worst. Empathy is my best friend. She will just kind of hold that space for me when I'm not doing well. She can sit in the dark with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And she, her name's Bridget. She has a beautiful little um, six-year-old girl who I adore. And she's typical and she's beautiful and blossoming in every way. She's, you know in first grade and rocking it Mm -hmm. and it's great because even though you know she has a typical kiddo she she can hear me when I'm sad about Finn Mm -hmm. or when something's not going right or when I'm upset about something um and she can just hold that space for me when I'm not doing well Mm -hmm. and that's the listening and the empathy part and the help part is like offer to make them a meal, offer to babysit, offer to take them to coffee, offer to, you know, I don't know, get a gift card for a date night or something. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you can contribute to the resources is so appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, just the fact that you're curious is a huge, mm-hmm. huge deal. Mm-hmm. So if you can be curious, you can be an ally yeah. with with or without all that extra stuff in there and you don't have to have autism or be the parent of someone with autism to make a difference in the autism community Mm -hmm. yes um you know just learning all you can um is a huge is a huge help Mm -hmm. you know just being there for us is making a difference like we didn't so i don't know if everybody knows this but we up until two years ago, I think it was two years ago, we didn't have insurance coverage in general in the state of Ohio for kids with autism. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did not know that. There's it was still... up to the employers if they wanted to cover it or not. Yeah. And there's still loopholes that the insurance companies can get through. But we, we passed a law back in 2016 that said Ohio had to cover insurance with autism. And it didn't get passed just because all the kids... Um, you know, all the parents with autistic kids went up there. Mm-hmm. It got passed because um, neurotypical families supported us because parents or, you know, just regular parents came. It got passed because people without parents showed up. Mm-hmm. Our governor signed it. He doesn't have mm-hmm. any experience with special needs kiddos. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not in his family that I know of, but our governor signed it because a whole slew of people showed up from all backgrounds and were like, Kids with autism need insurance coverage. Mm -hmm. And that's why we need everybody in our corner. Yeah. So if you can be curious, you can be an ally, and that's all you need to do is just show up. Just show up. 
That's awesome. So. I did not know that. Yeah. I knew none of that. Well, now you do. I'm learning so much. Yeah. So much. All right. So what has been your biggest joy with your, and I'm going to say kids. You can include any of your kids. Any of her kiddos. Or you can include just Owen and Finn, whatever you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what has been your biggest joy? Um, so this one for me is pretty easy. Owen has come so far. He's worked so hard. I just, he's, gosh, I can't even believe it. He is amazing. Um, so this time last year, actually, he was in the hospital for the third time in one year. Um, so in addition to autism, Owen also has ADHD and a mood disorder called disruptive mood dysregulation disorder. Um, so it's a mental illness. It took the place of childhood bipolar in the DSM, but it's not technically bipolar disorder. Uh, but more than likely, he will be diagnosed with bipolar at some point. Um, he's dealt with psychosis in the past. Uh, it, it was a really, 2017 was a really long year. That just mm -hmm. came up on my Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Too. All my memories right now are really sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, this time last year, he um, he had been spiraling and things were not going well. Um, he was at school and got an altercation. They sent him to the principal's office. They called me and they said, hey, you have to come get him. Um, when I got there 30 minutes later, he had destroyed the entire room. He had threatened to um, shoot his principal. And he uh, just was not, he, like he was out of control. Um, and at one point he wrapped the blind cords around his neck in the principal's office and tried to strangle himself. So at that point, we called the ambulance. He went straight to Children's. Um, so he wanted, like, he deals a lot with suicidal ideation, homicidal ideation. And it's not that he really wants those things. It's that he's at a spot where he doesn't, like, he's so overwhelmed. Like, he doesn't know what else to do other than, you know, I don't know, say these things. Or, you know, he really thinks he'd be better off dead. Um, but it's like, it's hard. Like he was six years old the first time he was hospitalized. Um, so like my little kindergartner, mm -hmm. like tried to kill himself. Mm -hmm. Like that's what, like, I didn't even know they could do that. Yeah. Um, so that was last year. Um, this year he is in school every day, all day. He was never, I don't think he went to school an entire day of his first grade year. I don't think. Um, so he's in a new school. He is going all day every day. He is, when he got there in February, um, he knew the letters O, W, E, and N. That was it. He couldn't read, couldn't write, didn't know any numbers. Cause he never, he, he was hardly ever in school cause he was sent home all the time. Um, he's reading, he's writing. Wow. He taught awesome. himself multiplication. Oh, wow. Um, like, all these things I knew he was capable of. I know, right? He's like, I know what 91 times 91 is. I was like, cool, I don't. Like, all these things I knew he was capable of, he's doing. It's amazing to see that potential that I knew was there finally, like, being realized. And it was all a matter of getting him the right help, getting him the right, you know, support system. He's where he needs to be, and he's working so hard, and 
the change is incredible. I wish you guys knew him so you could see. Ugh, it's just so amazing. Yeah. To see where he is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where he was a year ago at this time. Yeah, like he's safe. He has not had any more suicidal attempts or suicidal ideation, no homicidal ideation. Um, you know, he's worked so hard in therapies and uses his words. Uses his words. He's able to use his calm down, you know, techniques, his all his coping skills. He's just he's come so far. Mm-hmm. And I don't it's just it's a miracle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a miracle to watch. It is. And then Caleb, my oldest, um, Owen has not always been nice to him. Um, Owen, you know, for a while there, Owen was pretty scary. And Caleb was afraid of him, which I understand. Um, But he's still his brother. And they they don't have the greatest relationship all the time. Caleb can hold a grudge. (laughs) Like, you would not believe. Um, But he's trying. You know, it's not easy to be the the sibling Mm -hmm. of a special needs kid. Uh, you know, they're getting all the attention and they're getting all the, all the, your parents' energy. Um, but he's trying really hard and he's a great big brother and I'm proud of him too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'll, I'll kind of piggyback off your comment in terms of the sibling thing. Mm-hmm. So my joy, um, at least this last year, is seeing how far Finn has come as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we know he can read. Um, it's the comprehension piece that we're trying to figure out how to measure, mm-hmm. but we know he can read, which is amazing for a non-speaking kiddo. Um, and I think one of the greatest joys I have is even though, so Finn and Quentin are about eight years apart, almost eight and a half years exactly to the day, Um and it's neat to see their relationship continue to develop. He's um, such a great big brother. He is. Quentin is probably one of the best kids ever. Mm-hmm. And we ask him to do, I mean, we ask him to do a lot. I, I, and we try to balance it. Um, but he, he's learning that because he's a part of the family, you know, we're all here for Finn. Um, and he takes on a lot with Finn. He does a, a really good job with him. And it's hard for Quentin, and he said to me before, like, I don't have a relationship with Finn like my cousins have with their mm. brothers and sisters. Yeah. And that's true. Mm-hmm. It's a very different relationship. But what I told Quentin was that re- the, re- the connection he has with Finn is a- from God. Mm-hmm. Because he, when no one else could, like, get through to Finn before those stages where we knew Finn had autism, mm-hmm. um... Quentin could always connect with him. Mm. He always made eye contact with Quentin. Mm. Like, Quentin could be across the room, and Finn would look for him mm. and look at him. And so I told him, I'm like, that that relationship, that connection is from God. And he has that special connection with him that only he could have with him because he's his brother. Yeah. And it's been neat to see over this last year kind of their relationship grow and change. Um, and, like, Finn will annoy the hell out of Quentin and it's so (laughs) fantastic to watch so Quentin will go upstairs to like go take a shower and Finn will he has to have the hallway light on you know cause Mm -hmm. cause you do Mm -hmm. and Finn will run over and turn it off and Quentin will go Finn turn on the light and Finn will cackle and laugh and he'll just stand there so Quentin will flip it on upstairs well, Finn will wait a second. He'll run back over. He'll turn it off. 
But it's like, Finn, stop! <laughs> and Finn will laugh and laugh, and he'll even, like, go up by our stairs and, like, turn and look, and, like, where's where's Quentin now? I'm going to turn it off again, so Quentin will flip it on. Two seconds later, Flint, Finn flips it off, and they go back and forth like this, and it's great to see them have that interaction with each other. Yeah. And that's kind of the greatest the greatest joy that I even get. my kids are like is finn here <laughs> quentin oh yeah like where's q dog right is q dog i almost brought caleb here with me and he's like is quentin gonna be there and i was like i'm not i don't know <laughs> he's a good he's a he's a great kid so that joy getting to see that that piece from them yeah. to that relationship kind of grow which is the biggest thing i worry about because it'll be the two of them after right. Keith and I are gone. Yeah. And how will they love each other and move through this life together? Yeah. So I definitely, that's one thing I definitely have to give over to God. Mm-hmm. I have no control over that. I'll do what I can while I'm here, but I don't get to see how that story ends. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's just something I have to give control up to God about mm-hmm. and say, okay, you got this. I'm just going to trust and believe that, mm-hmm. that this will be okay. Yeah. But yeah. I think. We're going to end on that positive note because I think Jen has to go. I do. I'm sorry. You have to leave. <laughs> I do. You have to leave us. I do. I'm so I, sorry. I was yeah. just getting warmed up. I just. Okay. Well, she talked about, because um, there's like 20 other questions that we didn't get to. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this will be a series. She's, yes. She said it's that. Fine. We're starting a second podcast. <laughs> Jen. Gen, the Gen, Gen Show. The Gen, Gen Show. Gen I've been talks. pushing that for years. Gen, Gen <laughs> yeah, when they make okay. me do mic checks and stuff at church, and they're like, can you say something? I'm oh. like, hey, it's the Gen Show. <laughs> Gen, Gen sings. Like five years ago, it was funny, and now they're like, eh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could be like Anthony Bourdain and like take us around the karaoke bars. See? And, like, oh, there you go. Room. Yep. And then Potato skins at... All these different places. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just well, potato skins. Just, just potato, potato skins. skins. If they don't have potato skins, we that's, leave. That's no. The name of the show. <laughs> potato, just potato skins. Just potato skins. I'm gonna get that tattoo. This is how genius happens, guys. Right here. Right here. Right here. <laughs> you heard it here first. Do yeah. not take our name. <laughs> Copyright. Trademark. <laughs> Do you think that'll work? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> All right, well, Jen, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. This was so much fun. Yay, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Asking us questions. And we would would love to have you back. Yeah. And we can do more questions and kind of go from there. Sounds awesome. So don't forget, come see us and come see Jen for Christmas. Yep. Yeah. And Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. Come on out. Five chances, right? Is it five or? Yeah, five. five. One on Friday, one on Saturday, two on Sunday. And it's in That's only Easter. four. Well, oh wait, no, it is only four. I'm sorry, I can't. T- I can't count. What I think it? there were two on Saturday. I was thinking, no, no, I can't. No, I it's think it's just one. one. Friday. Do you know we're gonna get a call probably? I'm from, really like, sorry, you Kim, guys. Right? It's probably. Us, like, I'm if you're gonna promote sure. it, get it right. <laughs> I feel like this is just a story of our lives. We maybe just at one point. It's one on Friday. It's one on Saturday, and it's two on Sunday. 7 p.m. Friday You're the 21st. You're not even in the band. Why? Are you sure? I could have sworn it's, it's 5 two. o'clock on the 22nd, and it's 3 and 5 on the 23rd. Okay, Boom. Kim, she's accurate. Kim, Seven when you hear this five. podcast, could you please send us a correction? We will... I'm looking at it right now on PCO. Oh, oh five, Friday at 7, Saturday at 5, Sunday 3 and 5. I think... 
think that's what I just said. It is. Yep, you're good. Okay. You are correct. Right. Yes. Fine. You're right. Is that what you wanted to hear? And it's only four, not five, since it's I can't four. count. So you can Sarah to, doesn't know what she's talking about. That's the takeaway here. You can go to Lancaster, too. Oh, I don't know yes. what theirs is. <laughs> and they're almost the same, but Jen won't be in Lancaster. I will not, so probably want to come to Life Out. <laughs> <laughs> and there will not be regular services that Sunday morning. So oh, that's right. feel free to off. sleep in and come at three. I was just wondering about that this morning. You'll have to talk to how do you know that? Maybe I should Because I read <laughs> Kim's post that said so. I just Thank didn't retain you. anything else. <laughs> All I saw was sleep in. Sleep in. Thank you, Kim, for keeping us oh on, on track. Those that don't know Kim, she's our social media director. At slash friend. You know who it is. And she wants to be on this podcast too. Oh, I she does? To, I talked to her about it tonight. Yes. She actually doesn't. She said, no, I'm good. And then I said, I'm going to tell them that you want to. <laughs> so you're welcome, Kim Smith. We love you, Kim. You know who we didn't talk about? Jackie. Oh, <laughs> yes. I saw her today. Did you? I saw her today a couple of times. Oh, and I saw her once. I spoke to her. I, did you get her autograph? <laughs> Do you know? Like, like I spoke I, to her. She touched my arm. I was standing next to her. One time Regina George punched me in the face. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awful. I, I spoke to her. I was standing next to her when her picture came up oh. on the screen. Oh, no. We're handing out mugs to The people. mugs? Oh, no. <laughs> she always... She hates that picture. She hates She's it so much. We're yeah, talking about this. Yeah. The last time, well, not the last time, we'll but we'll be on the murder podcast. Ooh, we will. Ooh, Ooh Jackie, make us famous <laughs> <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> no, not too long ago, I was shooting on the photography team, and Jackie was singing, and I was like in the front row taking her picture and like giggling to myself a little bit, and you could tell the second she saw me, <laughs> and she like shot laser beams out of her eyeballs. She was so mad. Jackie hates it when they use her picture, and I'm like message Kim every week when she posts the picture, like where she posts like the set list every week, and it's never a picture of me, even though I sing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and there was one week she posted a picture of Kevin, and you can like see my arm, but it's all blurry. I was like, well, at least that part of me made it. <laughs> so today she took pictures of my shoes, and she's gonna see if she can work my shoes into the picture. <laughs> well, you know, I was supposed to shoot today. Oh. So I would have totally taken pictures of you, only I forgot my camera. And I, like, I got in the car and realized I forgot my camera, so I went back in the house to grab it, and I still forgot it. What did you do when you went back in the house? I don't remember. Okay. It's just the kind of person I am. So uh, next time you sing and I am shooting, we'll make it happen. happen. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be okay. I haven't taken your picture nearly enough this year. I know. So. <laughs> I've, like, refinanced all of Like, you can I love add it. on, like, a, an addition to your house because yes. of all the pictures you've taken. This lens is named after Jen yep. Davis. <laughs> exactly. All right. Family, thank you for joining us. We're done. We're out. And we'll see you again soon. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.